Bibles, please. And let's turn to Ephesians 4.30. Ephesians 4.30, just a little review about our timeline here. And when you find that, if you could find Revelation 1. So we'll look at Ephesians 4.30. And right after that, uh, Revelation 119. And Brother Titus, would you lead us in prayer, please, sir? Okay, so in Ephesians 4.30, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So remember, this is another proof. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day these bodies are redeemed. And so we looked in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 last week. Someone is letting or hindering the Antichrist from taking, from being revealed. And that is the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is taken up from his ministry of 1 Corinthians 12, 13, baptizing believers into the body of Christ and sealing us. When, when the Holy Spirit is gone from that ministry, we have to be gone because we are sealed unto the day of redemption. Um, so that was another proof. And then in uh, just a quick review of Revelation chapter 1, the only way we remember these things is if we keep going over them. Revelation 1, 19 uh, Write the things which thou hast seen. So what chapter of Revelation is that? One, chapter one. Write the things which thou hast seen. That's chapter one. John is writing what he's seen, the Lord walking amongst the candlesticks. And the things which are. What chapters are that? Is that? Two and three. The churches, the present condition of literal local churches. And then it says, and the things which shall be hereafter. Now, what chapters is that? Four through 19 is the tribulation period. And then the rest of the book is also the hereafter. But that four through 19 is the tribulation period. Um, so um, do we see the church anywhere in chapters four uh, through 19? No. So that's just a really strong, powerful proof that the church is nowhere seen in those chapters four through 19. Um, the description of the Lord Jesus Christ goes from being the groom and the bride um, to the line of the tribe of Judah and the sealing of the 12 tribes, protecting them. So that is just a very, 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 very powerful proof that the church is gone before the tribulation period starts. So I hope we can keep that in our hearts and minds, how to prove that. Well, so what next then? And now, uh, maybe next week I can get you a, a little chart here of what we're looking at. But 
The rapture happens. Um, let's go to Revelation 4, verse 1. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, what? A throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Um, so the first thing that John sees is one sitting on the throne, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And so we know, and we're going to look at many scriptures tonight, about the judgment seat of Christ. So he sees God on the throne. Um, if you look in uh, verse 4, and round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads, what? Crowns of gold. That's the thing that we see our rewards are crowns. There's many different crowns listed in the Bible. Um, so these men have crowns. So the first thing um, we take it from the order of these things is that the first thing we will face is the judgment seat of Christ. And let's look at some verses dealing with that. 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5, and verse 8. 2 Corinthians 5, 8. The Bible says, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be what? Present with the Lord. Just like in, in Luke chapter 16. Um, Lazarus died, was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and was buried and in hell. So for us who are saved, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Verse 9. Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before what? The judgment seat of Christ. That every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So this has nothing, this judgment has nothing to do with salvation. Um, this, this judgment is based upon works, and as we're going to see in a moment, the sort of our works. So this has nothing to do with salvation, but it has everything to do with the rewards, just like Revelation 20. Um, yeah, I guess we'll go there. Hold your place here, if you would, but Revelation 20. Um, has the great white throne judgment has nothing to do uh, with salvation. These people are already condemned, but they're judged by their works to receive the exact degree of punishment they deserve. Verse 11 of Revelation 20, verse 11, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is what? The book of life. That proves they're not saved, their name's not there. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to what? Their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to what? their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So why are all their works being brought up? They're lost. Their works can't save them. 
Well, they're going to receive exactly what they deserve. Just as Jesus told the people of Bethsaida, it'd be more tolerable for Sodom than for them in the judgment. So more tolerable? Um, Sometimes people think, well, fire is fire, isn't it? Well, no, there's a lot of different degrees of fire. Uh, Fire to light this paper on fire. Uh, Or fire to melt this metal piece for this microphone is a lot different, uh, a lot different heat. So they're going to receive exactly what they deserve. So back in 2 Corinthians 5. So verse 10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So Likewise, the lost are are going to receive the exact degree of punishment they deserve, and we are going to receive the exact degree, only by the grace of God, of whatever rewards we should receive. No more and no less. So what does this mean? Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Well, actually, before we go there, let's go to Romans 14. Romans 14, verse 10. Romans 14, 10. So we're talking about the judgment seat of Christ for the saved. The judgment seat of Christ for those who are caught up, those who are raptured. So right now, our loved ones who were saved before they departed this earth, um, they're in heaven in the spirit, but they haven't been given their crowns and rewards yet because that happens at the rapture. We're talking about the day our bodies are redeemed. That's the day. And so remember at the same time, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, the dead in Christ shall rise what? First. Okay. Then we will be caught up together with them. So we'll all face this right after the the rapture. But uh, Romans 14, verse 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before what? The judgment, seat of the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Uh, now the detailed passage of that is 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. This tells us what it's going to be like at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11. 1 Corinthians 3, 11. The Bible says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is who? Jesus Christ. Christ. So he is the foundation. Everyone at the judgment seat of Christ has that foundation of Jesus Christ. Salvation. No one's going to be at this judgment unless they have that foundation. Verse 12. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones. Now the gold and the silver, um, they can go through the fire. They can also be melted, but they are refined. But then it says wood, hay, stubble. Well, wood, hay, and stubble can go through the fire and be burnt (laughs) to ashes. There's no refining wood, hay, and stubble. So verse 13, every man's what? Work shall be made manifest. 
for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by what? By fire. And the what? The fire shall try every what? Man's work of what sort it is. So we are not going to face the fire, but everything we have ever done is. That's what the judgment seat of Christ is going to be like. Everything that we have ever done is going to face the fire. Will it be refined or will it be reduced to ashes? That's the big question. And the answer, verse 13, the fire shall try every man's work of what? What sort it is. What sort it is. Sometimes you'll see things grade A eggs, uh, apples. Uh, I don't know if they can sell them anymore, but it used to be you, you could buy drops. Someone had told me, though, I think you can only use that for animals now. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's different grades. I know that um, with the apples, so when the, maybe it's still open, the place down in 44, but they would do their run of apples, and the big apples um, they would put in boxes. And then sometimes you go to the grocery store, and you look at those sacks of apples, and it's like, boy, those, those apples look like... Uh, the size of a plum or, I mean, they're, they're tiny. By the time you get the core out of there, you think, <laughs> is there any part to the apple here I can eat? You get a whole bag of these things. So they sort those apples according to size. And if you want to pay the premium price, you get the big apples in the boxes. And if you don't, well, you may need more than one apple um, to, to satisfy your, your hunger. Um, but So, verse 13, the fire shall try a man's work of what sort it is. We're going to come back to that in a second. Verse 14, if any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive what? A reward. So that's it. Every one of our works is going to face the fire. Everything we've ever done is going to face the fire. If it can abide the fire, we'll receive a reward. Verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer what? Loss. Loss. Okay. If the, la- if the rest of the verse wasn't in here, we wouldn't know what that meant. Um, like loss? Like does that mean loss of eternal life? No. It says, but he himself shall be what? Saved, yet so as by fire. So Loss? What loss is it? It's the loss of rewards. And it goes back to what we saw this morning. They that turn many to righteousness will shine as the stars forever and ever. Um, I wonder, I wonder if there will be any shine left when we get through the judgment seat of Christ. So back to this verse 13 of what sort it is. Everything we've ever done. So, you know, I don't know. You know, we think of how long would this take? I mean, everything every person has ever done. uh, But obviously this is going to go in a whole different realm in speed. 
Um, but you think about it. I'm thinking about the, or, uh, the judgment seat of Christ. So uh, let's see. I'll just pick up some. So I signed up to clean the church. And so I'm cleaning the church. And um, this thought crosses my mind. Um, why didn't somebody else sign up this week? And so, if I mouth that to somebody else, why, why didn't somebody else sign up this week? Why do I always have to do it? And I don't always have to do it, but I'm just saying. And you know what? Judgment seat of Christ, I'm, I, I see it coming on a conveyor belt. Mike cleaned the church. Oh boy, here's something. It comes out at the other end. Ashes. Ashes? I cleaned the church. And I don't know how, in what way, but I'm going to pretend. There's a computer screen here. Then it shows, okay, why was it consumed? Murmuring. Ashes. No reward. Hold your place here and turn me to Philippians chapter 4. Excuse me, Philippians chapter 2, I'm sorry. Philippians chapter 2. The Bible says do what? Philippians 2.14. Do all things without what? Murmurings and disputings. Oh. I will just pretend for sake of mind that it even gives us the scripture reference to show what, what, you know, our sin. Oh, I knew that verse. I knew that verse. What was my problem? I didn't apply it. Um, suppose I get a call. Um, somebody's gone to the hospital. And, and... I'm needed there. And just suppose I'm thinking, why? I just wanted to rest tonight. I just wanted to rest. And grumbling inside, and I've got to go, so I'll do it. So getting to heaven, I come that date of that person in the hospital is coming up on the conveyor belt, and I'm thinking, Oh boy, oh boy, here's a reward. I got out there in the snowy, miserable night and I went out there and visited that person and it, that work gets in the middle of the, the testing machine, the fire machine of fire and I'm hearing a uh-oh, come out at the end, ashes. I look at the screen. Blinking, Psalm 19.14. What, what's that? Psalm 19.14. Hmm. I know that verse. Um, Psalm 19.14. Um, Let the words of my mouth and the what? Meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Oh, I knew that verse. 
I, I knew it, that it's told me, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I knew that verse, but I, I just wasn't thinking of what it really meant in eternity to all things without murmuring. Um, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, I mean, if I'm, if I'm just grumbling in my heart, ashes, ashes. All these verses that we know what they say, but we don't apply them, it's like, oh my. We, we really need to guard our hearts what we think. Uh, um, notice with me uh, in 2 Corinthians um, um, chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 5, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down what? Imaginations. And what? Every high thing that exalteth itself against what? The knowledge of God. All these things that God has written in his word that we just ignore. You know, aren't we as Christians too much like the way we drive sometimes? What do we ignore? The speed limit. We consider it, we consider that sign as this is the minimum speed you have to go to be out here. I mean, that's what everybody thinks. It's like, hey, buddy, get off the road. Um, I'm going 55. Yeah, get off the road. Um, don't we, I mean, honestly, don't we as Christians too often treat all these scriptures that same way? Why do we ever murmur against something? We are only what? Hurting ourselves in eternity. Oh, well, hurt our salvation? No. We'll be saved, but so is by fire? When, it, I, when we were coming into Hathaway Hills, I just saw Brother Tim in his black overcoat walking out of the Gibson room, pulling the coffin, the keyboard case. So often when we load that in the truck, I'm thinking, you know, I just think of being an undertaker, loading that long black box in the truck. And so I... Brother Tim goes, soberly rolls that out. And, and then he looked at me and said, what's wrong? And I said, um, I don't know, did I say, can you tell me? Or who was that? Do you remember what I said? Who's in there? Yeah, it's like, can you tell me, you know, the name of who's in there? And I think he said, no. Just think of all of our works. 
in a box, being carried away from the judgment seat of Christ in ashes. You know what we're going to think at the judgment seat of Christ? Why didn't I take more seriously what God said? Why did I ever remember? Think of all the rewards I could have had if I just wouldn't have opened my mouth. Or further, think of all the rewards I could have had if I just wouldn't have murmured in my heart. Oh. I just, I don't know how it's going to go, but I mean, as the, as the first big hopes come, you know, about nice things we've tried to do and, it ends up in ashes, I would think after a while, we'd probably be pretty shocked to see anything come out of the fire, wouldn't we? Is anything going to make it through? I mean, did we ever have the right attitude, heart attitude about anything? I don't know how it's going to go. Um, But wow, I'm convinced, I don't think we take I don't think we think enough about the judgment seat of Christ um, and what it's, it's going to mean to us at that point. So back in 1 Corinthians 3, once again, verse 13, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Someone was asking me years ago, they asked me the question, do you have trouble on your vacuum cleaner with long hair getting wrapped around the, the brush, the roller? And I said, well, maybe a little bit, but, and so someone was talking about it anyway and a problem and, and, uh, with me, I'm just happy that my wife is willing to have long hair and obey the Lord. Uh, long hair is a glory to them. And so when, when I see a long hair on my clothes come out of the washing machine, I honestly don't complain. I honestly thank God that my wife is willing to have long hair. I don't, I don't care how many times it clogs the vacuum cleaner or the drain or whatever it is. I'm just thankful that she's willing to obey God. But I, I wish I was like that in every area of my life. Every area. Um, notice in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You know what? When the call comes... When someone needs help, why don't, why don't we, in our hearts, just thank God? Lord, thank you for this opportunity to help someone. You know what? Because that will get a reward someday. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, in what? Everything. In everything, what? Give thanks. For this is what? The will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Oh, if our lives could just be transformed, 
And if we could just practice that. Because right now, we don't realize the importance of thanking God. In every, every opportunity we have to serve Him. And how do we serve God? It's like the little child saying, how does... How does the ushers get that money to God? We talk about God's money. How do they get it to God every week? Well, God's money, and we don't have the time to go to Matthew 25, but feeding the Lord, visiting the Lord. Um, how do we do that? When you do it under one of the least of these, my brethren, that's how you do that. And so giving thanks and everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If we would just think. The world complains about everything. But sometimes, are we really far behind them? The way we complain? Good question for us to consider because it's going to mean a lot at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm noticing 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 7. 2 Timothy 4, 7. Paul says here, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me, what? crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that what? Love is appearing. Love is appearing. What does it mean to love his appearing? How do I show it? Do I stare out the window all night long with my telescope? seeing if he's coming. Um, do I stare at the sky all day long? How do I prove if I love God or not? Well, notice in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. How do I prove that? Titus chapter 2 in <clears throat> verse 12. Titus 2, 12. Teaching us that denying what? Ungodliness. And what? Worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in what? This present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the what? Glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of what? Good works. Hmm. Where did we read about that? Hmm. Good works. Zealous of good works. Hmm. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. Didn't, didn't we read something about works? Yes. 1 Corinthians 3.13. Every man's what? Work. Work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's what? Work. Work of what sort 
it is. You go back to Titus um, to redeem us, uh, to purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. You know, if we really love the Lord's appearing, we're going to be zealous of good works. <laughs> because when he comes right after that, we're going to be tried, all of us, according to our works, of what sort they are. Well, our time's up, and we'll come back to this. But this week, not just this week, the rest of our lives, we need to take these things seriously. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, um, letting the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable. I used to, pondering these things, I used to sometimes see a car that was a color that I would consider yuck, you know. Uh, but I, I thought, you know what? Somebody bought that car. Somebody likes that car. And, and you know, have you ever found yourself um, thinking inside, ooh, that's an ugly color. And then someone you know would get a color like that or someone would wear a color like that. And if you're thinking in your heart, ooh, and then you have to say to them, Oh, that's a nice car, or that's a nice dress, you liar. Um, so you know what? It starts in the heart, don't it? It starts in the heart. It starts not having a critical heart. If somebody else is driving that color, if somebody else is wearing that color, they like it. It shouldn't matter to us, but it should matter to us about keeping our hearts in the will of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we have looked tonight at a very sobering topic of the judgment seat of Christ. And Father, sometimes when tests are far off, we don't think much about them, until they get close and then we try to cram suddenly for them. But Lord, help us to realize the judgment seat of Christ. Um, there's no way to cram for this. It encompasses our whole lives. Lord, may our hearts be right with you. Our mouths be right with you. You will be judging us according to our works, according to the sort of them. Lord, help us. Help us to have the right hearts. To keep our hearts. For out of it are the issues of life and the results of the judgment seat of Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Let's take our hymn books, if you would, please. <laughs> 